it was just the craziest thing. So like, so without her sacrifice, none of it could have happened. Right. Um, so for her, like I honor her. Um, but for me, I had to learn like what it means to actually be a provider. Hey guys, you're listening to the Reign in Life podcast, a movement for all men to rise up and take hold of their identities in Christ. We are joined again with my pastor. I am so honored to say that, <laughs> Mr. Nick Griffin. Man, uh, he, so you introduced yourself on the last uh, episode, and I wanted to go ahead and bring up two things that you forgot about yourself. Yeah, You are married to a beautiful young woman. Yes. And you are expecting a beautiful young daughter. So I am. Those are, uh, bro, I don't know why. Okay. The Lord knows that I need a lot of shaving down. Sure. So he has given me a house full of women. (laughs) I love all of them, bro. My wife, Stephanie, we've been married for um, seven years, man. Seven years. Um, She is my greatest encourager. I'm just my daughter who hasn't even come yet. Um, she's due in November. It's in, it's July right now. Um, and bro, she's already so loved. It's crazy. (laughs) So just keeping, uh, keeping in mind the conversation we were having before, how do you think your wife has been instrumental in helping you walk further in your walk with the Lord? What does that look like? Bro, anybody that ever comes into the church, um, is coming into a work that she was the foundational step to. Um, and what I mean by that is my wife and I, we had known each other for for like three years as friends in the church. So when we dated, we really only dated for a couple of months from dating to marriage was like six months. Okay. Right. Um, I was 27. Man, she, now that I'm having a daughter so sketchy because I'm like, man, she's only 20 years old. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that's young, bro. And, like, <laughs> that's good. and she knew I was going to Daytona uh, to start a church. I God had called me before to, uh, to do that. And, um, and so it was a process. So she knew that I was going here. So we, we spent about six months of our marriage in Oregon where we're from originally. And then um, we came out to Daytona and bro, she got a full-time job. And while I was just trying to figure out how to start a church with zero relationships, um, with zero financing. In a whole new side um, of the country. In a whole yeah. different area, the South. I'd never been to the South before. Oh, that's true. Um, and um, and yeah, just it's just so different. And Daytona is like fragmented and broken. Yeah. There's not it's hard to find people that like it makes you feel like they're family. Right. And so um and so my wife was like the financial bread earner for like five years. Wow. Bro. So what did that feel like as a man, right? So as a, the, the weight that we normally have over us, the burden that we take on, and there's a little bit of pride there too. So much. So what does that look like? What does that feel like? It's Walk hard for that. me because I became, remember that old school? I don't know if you remember it. Maybe you're too young, man. It's called like Mr. Mom. And I can't remember no. if it was like... um Michael Keaton or someone like that. But the whole idea is that they were a stay-at-home dad. And it was an 80s movie that my brother used to watch. And I just remember feeling like Mr. Mom, 
because like while she's at work, um, I had to do like home things, <laughs> you know what I mean? Vacuum, awesome. wash dishes, whatever it was. She'd come home like, how was work, honey? And, um, but at the end of the day, we really were, I was really advancing um, in trying to find like a location uh, for the church. We were opening up a gym. Um, and so, um, but it was hard because I didn't realize this, I guess, you know, even though husband and wife are equal, um, in essence, but positionally there's, there's some different things there according to the Bible. And so, um, one thing is that a man is to provide for his own house. Um, it says in Thessalonians. And so, um, I realized that there's a burden that women aren't supposed to carry and that's being the financial breadwinner um, for the house. Women have been doing it yeah. for a long time and if they're able to do it. And that doesn't mean that my wife you know, can't work or anything. It doesn't mean women can't work or be um, you know, successful in the workplace. But what I'm saying is, is that like her sole job was to provide for the family. Yeah. And so biblically, it was out of whack. That makes sense. And I just saw how it was like a burden to her all the time. And so um, that was hard for me as a man because I just, I knew what I was supposed to do. Um, and I just, and I saw her carry that. And so, uh, so I had full, I was full of faith. My wife, like a lot of women are full of faith, but they need assurance. Yeah. And sometimes bank account numbers help with that. And my wife had worked in banking her whole life. So for her, my faith was like, I'm here in Daytona. The Lord began to take all of our savings and just dwindle it to literally nothing. Whoa. And so it got to the point for her to where it was like, we're, I'm going to die unless God does something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and so, so he brought us both to nothing um, so we can begin to build our life and our friendship together. And so there was a lot of stuff as a man, I'm still having to work out, um, with that, but, um, but that was a huge thing. So what I'm saying is, is that like, she has sold everything and like stepped out in faith. We lived in 200 square feet of, uh, a room probably this big that we're in, sure. um, with my dog and we did dishes for, for three years out of a kick, out of a bathroom sink. Yeah. Um, we had a mini fridge. Um, like we just like, it was just the craziest thing. So like, so without her sacrifice, none of it could have happened. Right. Um, so for her, like I honor her. Um, but for me, I had to learn like what it means to actually be a provider. Um, so what did that, what that lead you into? Oh my goodness. Just an urgency to like that. I need to, I need to, um, I love accessories. Um, the hard thing with a mega church when you're working for a mega church is that you don't have to worry about finances, yeah, right? You just got to get your paycheck and sure. go. And so when you're stepping out into the arena of, um, that if you don't work, you don't eat. Um, if you're stepping into that arena, I had to learn that like, things that I like, like expensive shoes or expensive watches or like all the stuff I had to learn, like you can't buy those anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and in all honesty, um, with dealing drugs, you don't value money. 
because fifty dollars is gone and it's back within thirty seconds, exactly. right? And so, like, so you never value money. Um, you just it's always in and always out, always in and always out. So I'm still today learning how to value money because we're coming to the place now where um where I would love to be used by the Lord to be a stream of revenue and resource for other people. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So there's just it's just other levels that I have to learn. But what I am seeing is a shift in my family. My wife is now a stay-at-home mom. And there's still the burden of finances. God's always faithful with money, but I'm seeing it come back into the alignment of how the Lord uh, has ordered it. And I'm finding a peace that comes with wow. that, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the show. Real quick, there are guys out there that need to hear this. And maybe you know someone that needs to hear this specifically. Guys, would you take a quick moment? And if the Lord is putting this on your heart, share this with them. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, go ahead and click that like button. Don't forget to subscribe. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> I mean, besides like the peace that you're feeling just in, in general, knowing that you are walking in a way that is uh, maybe building your wife up in a way that she needed to be. Yeah. Uh, she has more time to do the things that she wants or needed to do. Yeah. And then you yourself are stepping into a godly role. So, yeah. I mean, what else does that bring with it? What else are you, do you feel like you're either learning or struggling with right now as that's happening? I'm struggling with... Um once again, it's just, it's just like, as it comes in, it's like, there's things where I'm like, um, and nothing more than any, see, you've already been there in the sense that like trying to balance, I need to take care of myself. Yeah. Like physically, um, because I want to play with my children and I don't want to like have my back go out. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, so, so there's like a yeah. balance where it's like, I really need to take care of the vessel God's given me. But then there's another balance of just like, of everything else that I need to do to make sure that the house is in order. Right. Oh, man. And I, so what I'm learning is that like with kids or with anything, it's just bro. The answer is just giving more yourself dying inside, not like, Oh, I'm dying to like things I love. Sure. But it's like, I understand that the success of this unit is more important than me wanting to go on vacation. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're saying that and, and I'm kind of getting a little hot. I'm starting to sweat a little bit more now, but it's because you're saying it, it's easy to say it, but practicing is something else. Because I know some of the things that the Lord has been walking me through is yeah. actually coming to terms that I am no longer entitled yeah. to the desires that I that I have right to have them right now. Yeah. Right. So I guess it's not because I was a spoiled brat. Right. Yeah. I lived in a very I came from a very small hut in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> I came from nothing, you know, and still then I still lived in a, a little small apartment. We only yeah. lived there because my dad was a maintenance worker and he got, you know, no rent pretty much. <laughs> so it's just we were just surviving and then I guess I, once I joined the Marine Corps, I had a steady paycheck. Yes. And I had no responsibilities. I could buy whatever I wanted. Yeah. Well, whatever, 600 bucks a paycheck yeah. could give me. <laughs> you know, that big, that big <laughs> yeah. boy money. What you know. <laughs> so, but then now, you know, I'm six years married last week, uh, seven years in this relationship yes. with my wife, and I'm still troubled with understanding and coming to terms with the fact that, you know, I had to give away my, my dream dog. Because my family came first. I had to put down a business that I created because it wasn't good for my family. Yeah. I had to say no to so many things yeah. because it was what the Lord was calling me to yeah. and what I needed to be doing, even though I was 
you know, there was an inner part of me that was griping and complaining yeah. like a child. And it was hard. So like yeah. I said, it's easier for you to be said, to yeah. say it than it is to practice it. What do you think? <sighs> so Jesus, when he was on the cross, bro, um, my pastor would always, always used to say, you just got to die, right? <laughs> right. You just got to die. And if you die in the power of God, yeah. then he'll raise you in his power as well. And, and something he used to illustrate that was when Jesus was on the cross, they actually marveled that he died so soon. Hmm. And so much so that they had to poke him to see if he was still alive, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, like, so he gave up there. He said, it is finished, not I'm finished, but the work here is finished. And as soon as the work was finished, he just died. Yeah. And I'm saying that because, like, I know that in my mind, but my tendency is to fight the work of the cross, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm going to stay here and show everybody how long I can hold on for, right, right? right? And it's like, and it's just like, just die already, bro. Just die. And um, and so, and inside of me, and like, and that's the struggle every single time when the Lord's calling me um, to let go of something, or like, I want this. I want. I don't. I don't want to argue with with you on this, Nick. I just want this to die in your life. Right. Um, my tendency is to just fight and to stay and to hold on. Um, and so like what I'm learning and that, but that process, but nobody wants to die. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, day, that process that I'm learning is, and it's not, it's not easy, bro. Like, like, can I be honest? If I'm a pastor, to the best of my ability, desiring to follow after his word, and I and I have this much trouble communicating to a woman. Yeah. Would it be possible that other people are going through the same thing? Right. Exactly. I'm like, how do I grow as a man? Because I'm like, man, I, I really do want to do some fun things. I do really want to be selfish. And um, and I do want to pay for you. It might be like I do want to pay a babysitter. So we can just leave the kids That's for a right. night. You know what I mean? And so like, why do we got to take them on my birthday? You know, like, or like, whatever, you know, like, like you know like, what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just preparing myself yeah. for the future. And, yeah. uh, but bro, it's like, but, but I just, I just know one thing I love. I love to win. Yeah. And what it takes to win. And that emotional feeling that you get when you win, despite the statistics or or your life, like despite anything, it's like what it costs, the sacrifice to get there athletically is great. But there's nothing I love more than winning. Yeah. So I'm willing to pay the price physically for my body so our whole team can win yeah. and be on top. And what I'm learning is I need to transfer from like this, from this alpha masculine aspect where I've learned that through athletics and I need to transfer that into my marriage to be like, okay, um, I love sushi, bro. And it's like, I have, my wife and I haven't been out to eat in a year. Wow. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, and it was just because, not because like we don't want to, but it's like that finance isn't there. Yeah. You know, and we need to start worrying about our children. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, so now I'm like, now I'm like, man, I, what are we going to eat tonight? Well, I guess, you know, there's leftover chicken in the fridge. And, um, and that's, it's as stupid and as selfish as that sounds. It's just, um, 
it's just a learning process growing as a man. Um, and so, yeah, I don't even know how we got onto that, but it doesn't matter. I'm learning. It's a good I'm, I'm learning. Yeah. I'm just learning, bro. You got to die. And the quicker you die, the, the faster that God will raise you up in, in power and authority. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So that's so powerful, man. So what would you say to the young man who is about to step into a marriage or about to maybe take on a, a brand new uh, life transforming transition? All right. What, what are you saying to him? <laughs> you have no idea what you're getting into, bro. <laughs> Turn back. Run. Yo, the, I mean, like on one aspect, bro, like have you ever, like when was the last time you were inside of a college dorm? Well, I mean, yeah, it's been a while. Okay. So, but go back there in your mind because like when you walk in um, to a place where only men live. Sure. It's nasty normally. Yeah. I've never, I've, I've actually not, I can almost say that I've, I've almost never been to a place where all male, all males live in this house and it's rarely just like smells clean and picked up. It's always nasty. Yeah. Right. So on one aspect, it really, it's really like God says, it's not good that men dwell alone. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, bro, like you by yourself is not a good thing. Um, and bringing a woman into that, um, the crazy thing is, and this is where my heart began to be saddened the other day, was like, my wife believes that like I'm Superman. And she believes that if I apply myself to anything, I will figure it out and have the ability to accomplish that. Wow. The problem is I don't want to. Yeah. Like we're doing my siding on my house learning angle cuts like like this is all professional stuff right and so i'm here i am frustrated trying to learn this new trait and like all this stuff but at the end of the day like i don't I, every time i'm angry at my wife for making me do this i realize i never want to stop being somebody yeah who she believes in wow that's and so good so that's so good even when i'm just like i know you're pushing me mm -hmm. like I accept it because I never want to be somebody where my daughter looks at me like, oh, my dad's only this good. Um, yeah. Or my or my wife is like, well, he's always like letting me down. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I never want her to lose that that wonder of just like, no, my husband can do it. He right. follows the Lord. The Lord vindicates himself on his behalf and he'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, I was uh, <clears throat> listening. Well, no, I got to read a book called uh, Understanding the Mind of a Woman by Ken Nair. <sighs> Now, can we really, bro? <laughs> I want to tell you this. It's a, actually, it does a really good job at, at, at coming from this, this place of, yes, we men have actually believed that it's impossible to understand the mind yeah. of a woman. But really, this is what the Bible says. This is what God is saying. Yeah. And just to sum it up a little bit, he really does a good job at displaying for men and showing them that your wife is the number one measure of how Christ-like you are. Yeah. Right. So our Christian walk is a walk towards Christlikeness. Yeah. And if you ever want to know a good measuring stick, you look over at your wife and she'll let you know her heart yes. condition, uh, her sanity, you know, yeah. her, her anxiety levels. Like yeah. where, where are they? That says a lot about you. You yeah. know, the Bible talks about a woman, uh, the quarrelsome woman and you yes. know, that nagging drip. Yeah. Right. And we so often point to the, the woman in the equation and we say, yeah, why are you being such a nagging drip? You yeah. know, just, 
But really, that's there because you never took care of the roof. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you got to go back to the man in the yes. equation. Man. But we so often just push it off. And I'm so guilty of this, pushing it yeah. off under this uh, carpet of you're just not easy to understand. I'll never understand it. Yeah. And so you will live out that same prophecy. You're right. I think the Bible says, do what husbands dwell with your wives according to knowledge? Like, so mm-hmm. there's an aspect where like, we're to be as men students of them. Yeah. Um, of what they think, what they feel, um, what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy. My wife loves uh, dark chocolate, hates milk chocolate. <laughs> and so like, so, and I think, but I mean, like, but it's all like, you're, you're right. I mean, like, it, we're, we're to be, we are to know them because it's not impossible. The problem is as men, we have to take time to actually set apart and care for them. Yeah. Right. If we take a time out of our day and say, hey, um, what were your struggles today? How can I pray for you? I think that we would be surprised about how much we can understand that, sure. right? Yeah. Um, and uh, and let's be honest, man. I've been with my wife for seven years. And so I, sh- I should know about yeah. her, bro. Yeah. And I should know now where it's like, there's people, people ask me things. And I know, like, don't, I'm not even going to ask my wife this. Sure. Because I know that she's, she's not going to fly, right? It's a man of and, uh, <laughs> and so, but there are the things that I'll run by her. Yeah. Uh, because I know that she'll, she'll agree with them. But, um, but you're right. The Bible also does talk about the wife is our mirror. So it, it's a direct reflection of who you are. Yes. And, um, and for whatever it's worth, man, I've seen that people um, seem to follow uh, the, the people that we tend to follow, we, we take up their leadership attributes. Yeah. And so, um, and so if we really are leading in the home, whether, whether it's in Christ or whether you're just doing whatever you want, if your leading is not leading, then the byproduct of that is going to be a lot of problems left on, on, uh, unsolved. Right. And so obviously nagging and corals and like all this stuff, you're absolutely right. Well, and and it's a byproduct of just us defaulting and saying, okay, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go do and be a man for my family and my wife. So good. Um, but yeah, it wrecks me every time. So good. Dude, here, I'm going uh, I'm to run this by you. See how uh, how you can engage with this one. This is a quick fire round. I'm going to sh- give them to you. You try to spit it back to me as, as fast as you can. Got you. It would be wrong if I gave you a heads up on this one. So here we go. As unexpected as possible. The worst job you've ever had. Pastoring. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, that's not what you were supposed to say. I'll tell you next okay. We got to go back to that one. Your favorite non-Christian book. Extreme Ownership by Jocko. Nice. I knew you were going to say that. Uh, your least favorite food? McDonald's. Mm, good answer. Your most, The most impactful pastor or teacher? John Corson. Don't know who name. that is. Yeah. Wow. I got you some MP3s after Thank this, you. bro. <laughs> what is your love language? Words of affirmation really? is, my, is my ultimate one. I think being a leader, I need to know sometimes that I'm leading in the right way. Okay, good. And what is in your pocket? Um, as of right now, a guitar pick, and that's about <laughs> it, bro. <laughs> love it, man. Dude, I love your energy. Thanks. Um, just thanks for being here with this one. Let's uh, transition into another one. Dude, love you. Awesome.
Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Rain in Life podcast. Let's continue the conversation over at irainandlife.com. There you'll find videos, podcast episodes, and other resources that will help you reign in life. Until then, continue to march.